Welcome to the podcast. It's Pat and Stu today uh, for Glenn, who's out with the coronavirus. Uh, he very just very a twenty four hour coronavirus. Yes. though, I think. Well, right? he took a Japanese cruise to Cambodia. Yeah, um, and then he stopped in Wuhan. And all those things are apparently things you're not supposed to be doing right now. Wow. So he'll be back uh, on tomorrow's program. But for today, we have a lot to go through, uh, including uh, the uh, the President's Day. What? I really we start the show with a with a with a review of President's Day that is very strange, I will say. Uh, but we do get through some of the real facts about the, our, our our former leaders uh, here in the United States. Also, uh, Michael Bloomberg, all the rest of the stuff. There's so much opposition research dropping on on Bloomberg right now. Uh, we go through a bunch of that. Uh, Joe Biden explains why Obama put kids in cages. You're not going to want to miss that explanation. It's pretty solid. Well, they had to. Well, that, basically, that's what it is. That's basically what uh, it is. They had to. Yeah, I mean, they, they gave away the whole show. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the new transgender trend where uh, males are uh, dominating. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Trans women Thank are dominating. You. Thank you. Traditional women, like the ones that were born that we thought were girls, yeah. they're losing a lot of races now. They were now. assigned female at birth. Thank you. That's much better than yes. what I came up with. It is much. That's all coming up uh, today on the program. And I want to remind you, when you're here, you're in a podcast app already. What a smart thing it would be to go over and click on Stu Does America and subscribe there, rate and review that podcast. And then go over to Pat Gray Unleashed and rate and review and subscribe there as well. Always a good decision and will make your life more fruitful than it is today. Oh, you'll be happy and you'll be rich. Eventually. I mean, I don't know when, but... Yeah, not because of this. No. Unrelated to but someday you'll be rich but you'll if probably you work really hard and apply yourself. Or you'll die before that happens. <laughs> one of the two. Uh, so check it out all on today's podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. With Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Happy President's Day. Not just any, I mean, well, yeah, just any president. It's not uh, not a specific president anymore, right? It used to be uh, Washington and Lincoln had their separate days. Then they were combined. Then it was like, nah, this is just for all presidents. Okay. Yeah, I, I generally only support William Henry Harrison today. Really? That's kind of where I, the direction I like to go. Yeah. I'll throw in a little Tyler at times, uh-huh. you know, just to mix it up. Okay. So those are the only presidents I actually support on President's Day. Huh. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, look, I if it was a specific president, then maybe I would think about them on this day. But yeah. it's not. It's just presidents in general, which, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of them sucked. So I don't know why they would be honored on a day like today. Yeah. But they are. Are you a big James Buchanan fan, huge too? Or Buchanan huge guy. Buchanan guy. Yeah. Huge Buchanan guy. Uh, widely considered the worst president of all time. Kind of is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Which is saying something. Yeah, it is. Because there's no, been some really bad ones. Really bad ones. Woodrow Wilson oh, comes to mind. Oh, my. Uh, Lyndon Johnson comes to mind. Thank you. Thank you for mentioning him in this. Yes, because he's awful. He, he was for awful. some reason. He gets a pass. Gets a pass on this. I, is it because he didn't run for a second term? <clears throat> well, he had that half, you know, that one year mm-hmm. that where he took over for Kennedy. Then he won a re, uh, an election. And then he decided not to run for a second term. So a second full term. And maybe it's that that got him off. I don't I don't know. That it got him out of everybody thinking he was so bad because it was only, what, five years. I mean, if if he ran for re-election and won, we'd have to come up with new numbers to describe the debt that we have. 
Because right now That's we're going sure. trillion. We kind of know quadrillions next. After that, who knows? I don't think it's possible to know. <laughs> I know bad. I know. Just like the metric system, it's not possible to know what's next. Yeah, it's nobody knows. Nobody knows. Uh, but when we get, th- we would get there with Lyndon Johnson and another quadrillion. Term. Oh, yeah. easy, oh, easy, easy. I think we get to the next one. I mean, I would say it's quintillion. But who who even knows until you get there? Yeah, you don't know until don't you're know. on the doorstep of quintillion. So. <laughs> what if it is quintillion or quadrillion or what it is? But I mean, there's a, there's a meme that goes around on social media which I just love, and it shows these uh, political buttons from you know long time ago from Social Security time and Medicare time, and it's like. Remember, remember, fifty and seventy-five years ago when Republicans were telling us socialism was going to destroy our country. Uh, I don't either. Uh, did, did it happen? No. And it's like, well, you guys do realize we're twenty-three we are, trillion dollars in debt. Yeah, with a hundred trillion in long-term right? uh, liabilities, and almost mm-hmm. all of it are the two programs you're sitting here defending. Yes, almost all of it that the Republicans were saying is socialism because it, it is. is. It is. It, is, it, it might be popular socialism, but it's socialism nonetheless. Nobody wants to eliminate it now. Everybody's afraid, scared to death to even say anything about it. Mm-hmm. But Social Security and Medicare, Medicaid have bankrupted this country. And we just were like, oh, I love it. Don't no, uh, keep, not- the, keep the state out of my Medicare. Even Republicans will say that. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, there is no Stop opposition it. party for this. No, the Democrats wanted bigger. That I mean, even you know Trump and, and all the Republicans say they're not going to do anything to screw with it. It is exactly. They're afraid of it. They're afraid of it. Because and, it is popular now. Because we, you know, once you've been given stuff, you're going to want to keep taking it. Yeah. There's no going back on that. You can't turn back on that. And, 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 and there is a legitimate argument from people who are have been paying into the system for a long time and wish sure. to receive it. I understand that. Yeah, like us, though, we've paid into the system for a really long time. Yeah, though, no plan that looks to adjust it would change that. Like, you, if you are going to get Medicare soon, there's no plan that's under proposal that would it, no, change not even that for any of these people. Right. Like, right. It's, it's only people who would be coming up in the system re- later. Remember when George W. Bush wanted to reform it? Yeah, and it was like if you want to keep the your current system, we're, this won't touch anybody who's already got benefits. And they, he would say that all the time. No one cares. Nobody cared. It was like you're going to take away my social security. <laughs> no, he specifically said he's not. And by the way, he was offering something that would be that for every person would have been much that better. has ever existed in the country would would do much. You do much better under the, much his better. proposed system, and including after the 2008 collapse all of that stuff you'd uh-huh. still do much much better under the proposal that was given by george w bush at that time yeah however everyone was scared of it so we didn't do it so now everyone gets less and we all cheer it because at least we could depend on less yeah uh, it is a bizarre thing crazy but it and it's it's this weird denial where everyone looks at these programs as if they're positive things mm-hmm. they are clearly destroying the future of our country when it comes to debt there's no doubt about it every single estimate looking forward says the same thing mm-hmm. that this is going to grow you know grow from where it is now at 23 trillion dollars in debt and will continue to increase and then not only will it be these programs that are wiping us out but it will also be the payments on the debt on the past years of that program that will wind up being 30 40 50 percent of our budget every year that is not a sustainable situation However, it's it's popular, and mm. so people go on the internet and they post these things as if they're brilliant uh, geniuses. 
And I, does anybody ever put a minute of thought into what they're actually posting? I don't think so. Do you see that story that said by 2030, we're going to be at 180% of GDP <laughs> in our debt? Our debt <laughs> will be 180% of GDP. It's not possible. It's unsustainable. So if we don't, if we don't stop that trend by then, uh, <laughs> it's going to be a disaster. And this is why we don't shouldn't have President's Day. We're going to honor people that have put us $180 <laughs> trillion dollars in debt. Come on. <laughs> Come on. That's not good. That's not right. All right. Uh, let's pause 60 seconds. Uh, and we'll be right back on the Glenn Beck Program. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. 888-727-BECK. Uh, this is great. The, uh, the Iowa caucus was a total debacle. For the Democrats. I mean, they just, they botched it so badly. I mean, yeah. even they admit that. Not not just because all of the candidates sucked. Right. Because that, that was a disaster. That was the, yes. that, we knew that disaster going in though. <laughs> this is the secondary disaster in which they couldn't count the votes. Amazing. Did you see, did you see this report in the New York Times, by the way, that went over all the ways they made mistakes? No. It is incredible because for all the beating the new york times takes 99.9 percent of it very well deserved they're really good at this type of thing which is looking at an inane amount of uh, uh, depth to cover these really intricate things like this yeah and so they go through and just list how like you know, the way the system works is you have to get 15% of the vote to have any chance to be viable, right? Mm-hmm. So you go in there, and a lot of a lot of candidates have 10% of the vote, and so they're not viable, and those people can go to another candidate. Mm-hmm. So whatever the first count of votes is has to be the lowest amount of votes uh, in total, right? Mm-hmm. You, people can't come in after that. That first vote. So you, they look and they have like a hundred different places where there's like 5,000 votes in the first uh, vote and then there's 6,000 in the second. Well, n- no one was allowed to join after the first vote. You couldn't come in and do it again. And there's mistakes like that all wow. over the place and they have it all documented. Sometimes it's like, well. It's like they've done this for just the first time. It's incredible. It's incredible. Well, And the rules are so complicated, Pat. I actually understand how it got screwed up. <clears throat> It's there are things like hasn't it always been though? Why don't they I, have this down yet? I don't know. I don't know. They did change a lot of the rules because they changed some of them. The yeah. Bernie people came in after last time and they were pissed about it last time. Uh, they wanted. They thought they should have won uh, Iowa last time. They lost in a very close election to Hillary. Went on to blow Hillary out in New Hampshire, and they think if they would have won both of those states, maybe they get the would've nomination. Changed. It would have changed the three million people who voted against, or four million, <laughs> four million people yeah. who voted against him. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there was a huge gap there. People were yeah. like, "Oh, he got the election taken from him." But really, he lost. I mean, be honest about it. Yeah, like, he what got you his have, butt kicked. For, with Bernie Sanders, what you have is about twenty-five percent of people who actually like Bernie in that primary. Yeah, another fifteen percent who just didn't like Hillary, which gets him to forty. Does not get him to fifty. Like Hillary still won sixty percent of the vote right. in the primary um, yeah. overall, but the uh, th- this is their complaint. This was their big complaint. So that's why they had the popular vote released this time for the first time, and they had uh, the secondary popular vote, which Bernie won on both counts. Buttigieg still wins with the state uh, 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 statewide delegate equivalents, but the statewide delegate equivalent, it's uh, obviously it's a ridiculous idea. Yeah. Just count the stupid votes, right? And again, I understand that like this is what the left says about the electoral college. It's a totally different situation. In a in a primary like this, it makes a lot of sense to just do the popular vote. 
So they look at this, and they would come down, and, and two people would tie for the amount of delegates that they were supposed to have. So there'd be one delegate outstanding. Let's say they had five, and they were supposed to tie. They can't split the delegates. So instead of it being two and a half versus two and a half, which might make some sense if you tie, right? Mm-hmm. They have to award the one delegate to one of the two candidates. So mm-hmm. it has to be three to two, even if they tie, which makes no sense. Weird. So what? This is why you saw the coin uh, flipping going on, legitimately yeah, which flipping was ridiculous. coins. Ridiculous. Why are you flipping a? Why are you doing a coin toss in what? a in a political matchup like that? It's ridiculous. Is so, that democracy? I guess so. This is what democracy looks like, <laughs> yes. as they used to chant all the time. Oh, man. So in other times, there would be like, they would have to round the the vote percentages off, and they would round them incorrectly. So then there'd be extra delegates. They only had eight, se- seven to give away, and they gave away eight. Like, this wow. is happening all over the state. Unreal. And, you know, so this is a complete wow. disaster, and the app was a big part of it, because the app was supposed to do a lot of these calculations for the people. So um, how much of this was because they had new rules? Was all of it? Some or? of it. What they were describing, you know, the app was supposed to do it all. Obviously, the app didn't work. So then they had, uh, they had a long handbook that would describe what to do in all of these really intricate situations. So if you have a tie, if you have, uh, a, you know, too many delegates, too few delegates, if the rounding leads to both people getting a delegate when only one of them is supposed to, blah, 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 all these complicated situations a long handbook that they admit themselves did not actually cover all of the possibilities. Why don't you just go to a primary? It's, I mean, it's ridiculous. Just let people come in and vote for their favorite candidate. Yeah. I mean, Make it easy. You know, Why? They're, they're doing this thing in, and I actually think this is a really good thing for all voting, but they're doing this thing in Nevada this time with uh, basically what is essentially ranked choice voting. And didn't they have the same system, though? They had the same app. So they had the same Iowa. app initially. Now they they've changed, changed this, oh, okay. Pat. So now yeah. they have a new app that is coming on party-controlled iPads. So the party comes and gives you the iPad with the new app on it that they've never used. Oh, good. Now, considering they were using a different what app could go two wrong? weeks ago, what could possibly go what wrong? What could go right? wrong? So they're going to try to do this. And now they also have here early state voting. So... How do you do that with a caucus? You're supposed to all go into a room, and then everyone gets in their dumb groups, right? Yeah. So in Nevada, they're having early voting where they're doing basically a ranked choice voting. So it's like, my number one choice is Tulsi Gabbard. My number two is Tom Steyer. My number three is Joe Biden, right? So if Steyer and Gabbard are not viable at 15%, your votes will go to Biden. You know, you can rank them mm-hmm. like that, which I think is a smart thing yeah. for all voting, yeah, actually. Because then you, it, you'd be able to... It wouldn't seem like you're throwing your vote away on a third-party candidate. If you mm-hmm. think you want to go for the whatever the libertarian in the, in, the, in, a, in a particular race, and they're not going to win, they're not going to win. You go to your second choice. You go to your second choice, which would be the Republican, let's say. Yeah. And I think that makes a, a lot of sense. It does, frankly. So they're going to do people some of that, like you said. People can tell you, ah, it's a binary choice. You're throwing your you're yeah. throwing your vote away. Yeah, and it, like no, I no, get not. that argument, but it's yeah. It, you wind up with a two-party system till the end of time with two terrible mm-hmm. parties with that idea and that's where we are and that's where we are because of it right so they've they've started doing that they did it in maine they've they've been trying to roll this out across the country uh which you know it, so far they've got i think one or two areas that do it but i do think it's a good long-term solution because you should be able to do that right like if i want to i want to say like mm-hmm. you know what the constitution party is really the party i really like but obviously they're going to get 0.1 percent 
So I'd rather go with the Republican Party. Or, you know what, you could be like, hey, I really want to vote for the Socialist Workers Party, but they're really not going to win. So if I don't get that, then I can have the Democrat. And that would make sense. It would also inform people of, you know, well, what are the flavors here, right? Like you've got, you have mm-hmm. different flavors to choose from. You can pick, how, what's the actual, maybe there is an appetite for socialism. Who knows? We're seeing it right now. Who knew? Mm-hmm. I know the Democrats didn't seem to think this. They used to say the era of big government is over. They used yeah. to not co-sponsor Medicare for all. Right. Now they all think socialism's the way to go. Well, when Obamacare was proposed, we were told, <laughs> we're not going to go to single payer. That's nothing like what we're talking about. No. Wasn't and it the lie of the year one it, year? Uh, yeah, I think, I think it, was. it was. From PolitiFact saying that if you think that single payer is part of this, that you're, you're nuts. Well, of course, it's, it's the long-term plan. And they all, the, the architect of Obamacare said so. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not a Trojan horse, is it? It's it's just right there. I'm telling you. I'm telling you we're going to single payer. Well, that happened a lot sooner, I think, than anybody imagined it could. Because it, just, you know, what are we, eight years later, they start saying, yeah, I'm for universal single payer health care. It's incredible. And they all are. They're all running against Obamacare. Virtually all of them. They're all saying, you know what sucks? Obamacare. And that's why we need Medicare for all. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, even the the thing that, you know, probably the most friendly to Obamacare has been Biden. Obviously, he was in, in a big, right. a big uh, role in, in trying to pass that. But even he says, we need to fix this because of X, Y, and Z. You know, we need, we need a public option. We need to massively expand what we did then. Why? They're I all saying what perfect. they did then didn't work. Yeah. That, but they you are. told us this was the solution. And right. here you are running against it. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's Glenn, and you're listening to the Glenn Beck program. If you like what you're hearing on this show, make sure you check out Pat Gray Unleashed. It's available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Michael Bloomberg had a uh, quite a busy weekend. Actually, I'm not positive where he first began singing and dancing. When did that? I'm not sure when that occurred. Uh, but the video of the singing and dancing from Michael Bloomberg just uh, started springing up on the internet. And Pat, you know, he was in a musical. Yeah. And see, yes, when he was. You, New York City, one way of abbreviating that would be NYC. Mm-hmm. Now, if you were to mm-hmm. be super duper clever, you might recognize that the C that stands for city could yeah. also stand be- for. At the C. The C. S-E-A. So if you were to do a an underwater uh, musical called NYC, why it would then? be a very good move for the rest of your life. Wouldn't it? It would. And Michael is finding that out. And I, I want my next president uh, to be good in a Broadway musical. Me too. That's the main. That's the main thing I'm looking for. And I think this goes beyond good. I mean, he's he's great in this. Watch uh, in Michael Bloomberg in a fish outfit. No, that's not him. But he's arm in arm with, uh, I guess, the lobster. Mm-hmm. He's sort of dancing, but not sort of. Okay, then they get a little dance scene. The uh-huh. guy lobster walks away. Now it turns back to the fish, and here comes Mike. Up there we got big bed bugs. Big bed bugs. Okay. Up there, 
New Yorkers, the bravest people, okay. the cops on the beat, they care. It's true, firefighters, teachers, we got heroes everywhere. Oh my God. Oh, oh man, that is, that's painful. That's painfully bad. Not only should Michael Bloomberg's campaign be over, we should shut down Broadway <laughs> over that. If that happened on Broadway, yes. Yes. Because you can hear the guy who's the lobster guy who's singing, like, can, you know, he's, he can sing, I guess, and he can, it's, you can mm. tell he's very Broadway. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Bloomberg part of it is so bad. He's, like, way off time, and not oh, only yeah. off key and can't, can't sing, sing, but he can't, he doesn't even know what time to come in. Right. He has no idea. He's trying to be funny with an A-Rod drug joke. <laughs> It's <laughs> so bad. Uh, and then there's this. Uh, is this the same play just later on, or is this a separate Broadway musical? I think that it's the same play. I think it's the same play. Mm-hmm. Later in the play, he's not a fish anymore. Now he's like a Mary Poppins character, and he's got an umbrella. And watch what happens here. Maybe this is a different I'll play. I'll tell you where I'm going. Ugh. Ugh. Wow, that's... First, Iowa. Then New Hampshire. Hampshire. Maybe I can get the whole country to behave. And he's lifted up and he floats away. With everybody waving goodbye to him. That's uh, great. It'll be fun to eventually be in that point where we can wave goodbye to him. <laughs> yes. Wow. Oh my gosh, it's so cringeworthy. Why do the politicians do this? I don't know. They I think, really don't they know. They think that like this is going to make me relatable. I think if I do this, people will <laughs> will think I'm funny, and then uh, it'll be okay. They'll love it. At the end of the day, they'll just remember me as the guy who just has fun with things. There's just the guy who just wants to jump in. I don't take myself too seriously. I don't. I don't. Look, I'm in a play about with a lobster. <laughs> How can I possibly take myself and seriously? I'm, I'm not afraid to be arm in arm with a man. That shows you how. Inclusive, I that's am. me. Yeah, I, that's Mister Inclusive yes. is what I am. Mister Inclusive, and they try to do these things. And, and look, every politician is has has participated in nonsense like this at, t- at one time or another. I mean, there's, I mean, you, you go back to the what was the clip with Trump and Giuliani where they were they both dressed as women? I don't. I mean, mm, there's just, all of these mm-hmm. things are just so ridiculous and they exist for everybody. It's never a good call, though. No. There's never a moment you're like, you know no. what? That worked out well. Is there nobody around you that says, Mike, no, this isn't a good idea. Don't do not do this. Don't do this. Don't do this to yourself. <laughs> you're a billionaire, Mike. You can, you're the type of person who can buy your way out of situations like this. All right. Just don't do it. Is there, are, are everybody, is everybody around him a yes man? Is that, it must be. It must be it must because be, right? nobody warned him off it. Nobody warned him off uh, this particular discussion either where he is uh, talking about death panels. Uh, this is a little different setting. He's not on Broadway in this particular No, instance. are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure this is... This uh, is him where he's denying health care to the elderly. Yeah. It's always good. Listen. All of these costs keep going up. Nobody wants to pay any more money. And at the rate we're going, health care is going to bankrupt us. So not only do we have a problem, it's going to bankrupt us. And we've got to sit here and say which things we're going to do and which things we're not. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to do that. You know, if you show up with prostate cancer, okay. you're 95 years old. 95. You should say, go and enjoy. Have a nice day. Lead a long life. Go, go home and die. Answer. 
Yeah. And you can't Just, do it. Yeah. If you're a young person, we should do something about it. If you're young. Society's not willing to do that yet. Huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. so if you're old. We're going to tell you, go go have fun. Enjoy yourself uh, enjoy while you your, die. Enjoy your rectal cancer. Yeah. You're going to love yeah. it. It's, it's going to be great. It really will. Uh, Basically a giant party for you <laughs> is what it is. Uh, have a great time with you it. You may have heard bad things about it, but don't believe any of that. No. Just go home and have fun, and then you'll be dead. And we won't have to worry about you. Hey, prostate, it's, it's prostate cancer is it's a joy, and you should <laughs> really, I mean, you should uniquely... Uh, you're, it's uniquely wonderful. That doesn't seem that great to me. No, it doesn't. But um, there's a uh, wow. There, this is a very standard argument by many, not even just the left, where the idea is, yeah, you're too old, you don't deserve the care. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't uh, tend to <laughs> ascribe to no. that. Uh, it, it seems like a a a bad idea to to do this. Um, it's the, the culture of death in is. the Democrat Party. And they, they don't care. This is only true if you have left-wing healthcare ideas that are implemented. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, then you have to ration. You can't give people the care that they need. You have to come up with some line where you say, all right, well, how about old people? They don't get it. Or how about, uh, uh, I mean, go back in history, you'd find other examples. They, they would say this color doesn't get it or this uh, sexual preference doesn't get it or whatever it is. Or this able-bodied person isn't as able-bodied as other people mm-hmm. and so you know they can go off and die too and enjoy it enjoy that uh it's this is not a rare this is not a michael bloomberg thing this is a progressive psycho uh thing mm-hmm. this is we can't afford to I mean, like, it goes back to eugenics really yeah that that you know it's it's survival of the fittest right right they always they they somehow try to make that oh well that is a that's a Republican thing, this social Darwinism. That's Repub- That's a Republican thing. <laughs> it's like, is it? Really? No. Seems I mean, like they, no. they're the ones who are applying it all the time. I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, conservatives like merit. And if you want to say yeah. merit is social Dar- Darwinism, sure, you can say that if you want. It's not real. It's not true. But you can say it. This is a situation where you don't even get a chance. Right. You're 95 years old. You have a certain kind of cancer. No treatment. Sorry. Why? Well, you know, it, it's true when you make private health care illegal. And where is you can that say cut all off? sorts of things like By that. By the way, where is that cut off with, with you're too old? Is it 70? Is it 75? Is it 80? It's whatever age Michael Bloomberg is, right? <laughs> it's a one year, one day older than him. Everyone yeah, can die. That's for sure. Uh, but he gets to do whatever he needs to do. All right. He had uh, even more to say this weekend. It was a busy one for him. We'll get to that in 60 seconds. <laughs> Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Talking about uh, Michael Bloomberg. Uh, and the weekend he had, the wonderful weekend, he was uh, talking about farming. <laughs> this is amazing, too. If this guy isn't one of the biggest elitists you have ever seen, and what I think what I think he believes is that he's so far above the rest of us, he's so much better than we are, that he just believes he can pontificate on uh, whatever topic and just make people understand what the real deal is. Like... You don't understand that you can't drink more than 16 ounces of, of a soft drink. You, you, I need to legislate that for you because I'm way above you. You don't need salt, and I'm, I'm going to ban that for you so that you don't kill yourself. Even the poor need to be taxed more so they have less money to buy food because they buy food and eat food that isn't good for them. Wow. Okay. And now uh, we find out some of his thoughts on farmers and farming. Anybody, even people in this room, so no offense intended, to, to be a farmer. 
You, it's a process. So you dig one. a hole, you put a seed in, you put dirt on top, add water, up comes the corn. <laughs> then we had 300, <laughs> you easy. could learn that. Then, then um, you had 300 years of the industrial society. Uh, you put the piece of metal on the lathe, you turn the crank and the direction of easy. the arrow, and Any you can have a can job. And, and we created a lot of jobs. Sure. One point. 98% of the world worked in, uh, in agriculture today. It's 2% in the United States. Uh, now comes the information economy. Mm. And the information economy is fundamentally different because it's built around replacing people with technology. Mm -hmm. And the skill sets that you have to learn are how to think and analyze. Oh, I see. And that is a whole degree level yeah. different. You have to have a different skill set. You have to have a lot more gray matter. You've got to be smarter. You have mm. to have gray matter. He's just you have to be smarter than farmers and and Ew. people who work in factories. Farmers, I mean, those, yuck! Ugh, I scrape them off my shoe. Is I'm, what I do with farmers. Oh, I scrape them too. right off my shoe. Disgusting. Yeah. They're disgusting Ick. people Ick. who feed us. You know, <laughs> I, it's I, so easy. You put a seed into the ground, you put some dirt on it, and you water it. Up comes corn. Well, is there so anything easy. to it? I don't no, know. I don't, if there it. is, I don't know what it is. There's nothing to it. You know, you put a little dirt on there, you put a little water on there, and what, what pops up? I mean, every fruit and vegetable you could ever want. Yes. Enough yes. to feed the world. Right. Uh, you know, one of the reasons why wow, 98% of people used to be in agriculture and only 2% are is because the people doing it are so good at it. Right. Right. Y yes, you can pl plant a garden out in front of your house. I know. You know. A lot By the of way, it's dang hard to get hard anything to <laughs> to, to do. Work right, that's in why. Your garden now we're talking about yield percentages and and how how you can get the maximum amount of crops out of a very small amount of area, and these the technology is is. Is apply there. I mean, you've got mm -hmm. GP tractors or GPSs that are running by themselves, and they're. I mean, this is incredible technology. You have to be brilliant to get anything to happen. I, I couldn't get a freaking thing to come out of the ground. My yeah. life depended on it. Nope. Like I, if, if unless someone drops the thing at the grocery store on the ground, it's the only time I'm getting food off of the ground. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I have no hope. If it's out of the produce aisle, it doesn't come into my home. But does his elitism show here or oh. what? I mean, yeah, farmers are stupid. Yeah. Factory workers are stupid. To do things like I do. Oh, you got to be smart. Oh, yeah. And oh, uh, of yeah. course I am. And that's I mean, why it, I'm going to be president and tell you what to do. The information economy is where all the smart people are. I mean, you know, look, sure, farmers can feed the world. But can they get someone to tweet a cat video? And the answer Probably to that is not. no. The answer to that Probably is no. Not. Yeah. Pathetic. Exactly. <laughs> these people, they, these people can't even tweet a meme. They Pathetic. can't do it. Sure, they can give you thousands of varieties of fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. They can give you all the meat that you need. Right. They can give you all. But the... can they screw up an election in Iowa? No. No. They can't do it. They can't. They can't do it. If they ran it, it probably would work. Those losers. <laughs> <laughs> it's really incredible to see it in action. And this is him all the time. Right. And we keep saying he had a bad weekend. He didn't have a bad weekend. None of these things happened this weekend. These things right. have all that's, happened in the past, and it's just the very beginning. They're just beginning. coming to light now? Yeah, it's the very beginning of the opposition research I that's coming on Bloomberg because they're starting to love take it. him seriously. I mean, he's showing up at 15 and 18% in some of these national polls. He's leading in some of these uh, Super Tuesday states. I think Florida is one of them. Yeah. I mean, he's got, he, he has put himself in a position uh, to have a shot at winning. And people like to say, oh, he's buying the election. No person. He is uh, no person is 
forced to vote for him, nor is he paying anybody individually. He's running ads saying, this is what I believe, this is, this is who I am, and people can either choose to believe it or not. Tom Steyer's also spending a lot of money, and no one's voting for him outside of two states. You know, it, it, yeah. this idea that you can buy an election yep. is ridiculous. What you can do, though, is get yourself hurt. You know, it's like the idea of the New York mm-hmm. Yankees, where the Yankees can spend a zillion dollars every single year and make themselves, at least give themselves a chance to compete. It's been a long time since they won a World Series, though. Was it 96? It's been a long time. Mm, yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a long freaking time. Might be around 96. Yeah. yeah. And so it doesn't mean you automatically can buy an election, but you can at least get your voice heard. You can at least be considered. Also, something else that popped up, <clears throat> apparently in the opposition research. In 1990, the employees compiled a uh, a nice little booklet containing a lot of Michael Bloomberg's quotes. No doubt, Stu just pissed off every Yankee fan uh, yeah, quick on the planet. Minor correction here. I forgot about a few World Series. And and honestly, they should all be deleted from history. The Yankees won them. Uh, but 2009, they did win the World Series, which I had forgotten about against the Phillies. Okay, so just 1996 and 2009. And then they did win three consecutively between 1998 and 2000. But all those sucked. So, so you're saying 96, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, 98, 99, 99 2000. 2000, and then 2009. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to give myself a little bit of a break here, uh-huh. I kind of, I, rem- I was remembering the 1996 grouping. I knew they oh, won. Okay. I, I thought yeah. 96 That's was the last started year, winning but it was actually again. the first year. Yeah. Well, they hadn't won for a very long time before that. And then they, they came mm-hmm. back and started winning World Series. And I was thinking 96 was the end. It was actually the beginning. So they won those four within like five years. And then I did totally forget about 2009, though. And look, it should be removed. from. I, I, I don't know what cheating scandal they actually were involved you know in in that one. year. But you yeah, know, well, you well know. actually, you do know. It was A-Rod. Well, yeah. <laughs> we actually okay. do know what cheating scandal they were involved in. <laughs> uh, and it was significant. So Steroids. there you go. Mm-hmm. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> In 1990, employees at Bloomberg LP gave their boss, this is beautiful, presidential candidate, former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg, a booklet containing notable quotes they said were attributed to him over the years as a gag birthday gift. So this was obviously something that didn't hack him off. This was something he was probably fairly proud of. The booklet was called The Portable Bloomberg, The Wit and Wisdom of Michael Bloomberg. And it's a compendium of sexist, crude, and off-color remarks that Bloomberg employees heard him make, including, if women wanted to be appreciated for their brains, they'd go to the library instead of Bloomingdale's. Mm. That's nice. Mm-hmm. That's nice. That's how you win friends and influence people, especially women. Yeah, the problem with going through this list is we really can't, can't say a, a lot, lot of these of things. Uh, but they're very, very offensive. On computers... Uh, he had some pretty <laughs> sexual, interesting things to say that are sexist. Uh, well, on many topics, marriage, capitalism, salesmanship, um, and all of it really unrepeatable on the radio. But this guy is just a, he's a buffoon and he's a sexist pig. His denial is fantastic on this one, though. Because they they gave this his employees as a loving gift said hey look all you remember all those yeah. sexist jokes you made they're hilarious this is all funny for you. happy birthday here here's your wit and wisdom mm-hmm. and of course he at the time was ah ha 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 it was great now he's saying he denies the thing things that he said uh, or were attributed to him in this document however he has said things that are against his values <laughs> now we're not going to tell you what those things are we're just going to tell you that they're not the things in this book. 
Mm. Now, he did say the things very mm. similar that were in this b- book, but not those not exact these things. things. Kind of like he said them. Sure, he said the exact things that were in the book, but the things that were in the book were not we're the not things he said. Th- no. No. Right. Not at all. <laughs> and he does not have those values or the values ascribed to, prescribed to him in that uh, sort of book. And I, of course, he's got to skirt it like this because he's got, you know, a thousand witnesses. The, the, the employees themselves who put the, all this together and then gave it to him and everybody saw all of that. Pretty hard to deny. Pretty after. hard to deny. I, yeah. And this is, a lot of these are older. I mean, he said to a reporter within the last few years, uh, you know, as a woman walked by in a tight dress, look at the, he didn't say butt, but look at the butt on her like he's in Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Uh, and uh, and it said it in front of a reporter, and they're like, <laughs> you, in the middle of a profile. And then of wow. course he just comes out later and denies it, right? Yeah, because that's what he does. But this is this is going to be a huge problem for him, obviously. And it's just beginning. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's Glenn, and if you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. His podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcast. Hi, it's Glenn. If you're a subscriber to the podcast, can you do us a favor and rate us on iTunes? If you're not a subscriber, become one today and listen on your own time. You can subscribe on iTunes. Thanks. I'm wondering, um, is there now an official quarantine on Michael Avenatti from the from the press? I hope so. Because there was a long time in which oh, they all they could him. do was touch him. Oh, all they, they could do was stick their tongue him. in his mouth. Yes. And now... And then some. They seemingly have discovered, maybe this guy is a fraud. <laughs> what? What? Where did that come from? And it's interesting because now he had, this, he had the stretch of the uh, of he was the exalted one. Mm-hmm. Michael Avenatti was the savior of our planet and our mm-hmm. country. Then he went into a phase where, uh, this seems a little weird. What's going on with this guy? And he wasn't on as much. And they wouldn't really book him. And now he's been convicted. Um, and he is uh, going to go to prison over this whole Nike shakedown thing he attempted. Which, you know, it's interesting because wow. looking back, Avenatti, no matter what side you're looking at, you could look at Avenatti as the bad guy. I mean, because if you are a person who likes Trump, Avenatti's taking these unfair shots at mm-hmm. Trump. If you're a person who likes Stormy Daniels and you don't like Trump, I mean, Avenatti seemingly screwed over Stormy Daniels too. Mm-hmm. Like she says so. Yeah, she says so, and it seem now it's hard to feel bad for her or honestly anybody involved in this at this point. It's just a mess. Mm-hmm. But like it, it, it's like he seemingly tried to take advantage of every single person he interacted with, and it was a lot of people. And he was basically presented as a one-man wrecking crew to take down this evil Trump administration. And he was going to do it. If he wasn't going to do it through this case, he was going to do it by running for president and winning. Yeah. Listen to this. This is an incredible montage. Washington Free Beacon put this together. Listen to some of just how much they loved this man. If we all could find a relationship where we were loved as much as the media loved Michael Avenatti, we would all be happy. (laughs) We'd be thrilled with life. Here is the, uh, is the montage of Michael Avenatti in the mainstream press. 
He's Donald Trump's worst nightmare. Michael Avenatti. Joining us once again is Michael Avenatti. Let's bring in Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti, thank you very much. He's out there saving the <laughs> Look, country. Don Meacham says he may be the savior of the republic. You are something of a folk hero now. I owe Michael Avenatti an apology. I've been saying enough already, Michael. I've seen you everywhere. What do you have left to say? I was wrong, brother. You have a lot to say. I uh, am just dying to hear what you think. These people all like you. I'm the only person right here Donald Trump fears more than Robert Miller. We think you guys are the tip of the spear that's going to take down Donald Trump. Right. Michael Avenatti's a beast. Okay, that's true. And he, he's a beast. He's a beast. I hand it to yeah. her and I hand it to Michael Avenatti. But he has a great, bigger calling here. That being a lawyer is minimal compared to what he's doing. No one has talked tougher directly to Donald Trump on TV than Michael Avenatti. And Donald Trump is afraid to mention his name. That's fascinating. Donald Trump is terrified of Michael Avenatti. He gives Trump a run for his money more than anybody else, Michael Avenatti. An existential threat to the Trump presidency. The Democrats could learn something for you. You are messing with Trump a lot more than they are. He has no doubt created sheer panic in Donald Trump's very <laughs> fragile mind. Michael Avenatti is laying down the law as guest co-host. And is he really thinking about running for president? Uh, one reason why I'm taking you seriously as a contender is because of your presence on cable news. You look at the field of Democrats right now, and Avenatti's the one who stands out. If they decide they value Jeez, a fighter most, yes. people would be foolish to underestimate Michael uh, Avenatti. I have always said that they need a fighter. <laughs> look, I mean, we're going to continue to use the media. I think we've used it with great success. Oh, yeah. No <laughs> doubt about that. Oh, I love it. That's incredible. Oh, my gosh. Just a sampling of how much they absolutely oh, gave this man. adored him. Who essentially walked off the street as a no-name. With, a, with an accusation against the President of the United States. And they treated him as if he was the ultimate truth teller. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Put him on every show, treated him seriously, took his claims seriously, acted as if he was making progress. When, yeah, what do you think Trump was panicked about Michael Avenatti? He was laughing about it. I mean, what a, think about this. Look, take a step back from, from how you feel about the Trump uh, issue here with Avenatti and Stormy Daniels and all that. Let's just say all of it is true. Mm -hmm. And Trump really acted poorly. And he was a terrible guy, and, and, and he should have been impeached for that. What a terrible disservice to those claims to have Michael Avenatti involved in them. And one of the reasons why it's easy to dismiss all of these claims is because Michael Avenatti is the one bringing them to you. How could you possibly believe this man? Anything he says, uh, you have to assume is a lie. And then he steps mm -hmm. down from this whole thing where he gets all this media attention and starts shaking down Nike for tens of millions of dollars, which is not a good move. No, he's going to pay for that uh, with a little prison term, apparently. It almost seems like, Pat, he got to a point in his life where he was like, look, I'm really in debt. I got nothing going on. I'm not going to be able to make this work. What if I just go media crazy and try to make it into a big deal? And then maybe the attention will drive more cash and I can pass it almost like a Ponzi scheme. Like I can pay yeah. off all my old stuff with all this new stuff. I mean, it's at least possible. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.